0: Sales development continues to grow in importance as a critical component of a successful go to market strategy. And with the explosion of new tools, technology, and processes, the the sales sales development development industry industry itself is thriving, as seen with the growth of the 10 Bound Sales Development Market Map over at 10bound.com. On this podcast, we'll dive deep and go beyond sales development to think about the future of technology, processes, and tools in the industry. With our host, noted futurist, author, and sales development practitioner, Justin Michael. Welcome to to Beyond Beyond Sales Development. development. Tune in each week and be sure to hit subscribe, leave a comment, and turn on notifications to never miss an episode. And now, Beyond Beyond Sales Sales Development. Development with your host, Justin Michael.
1: Hello again, everyone. It's Justin Michael from Beyond Sales Development, doing my best, William Shatner, and I'm joined here by Kristen Hersant, who heads up marketing at Groove. Excited to have you on the show. How's everything?
2: Thank you, Justin. It's great to be here. I'm doing well.
1: Awesome. Well, you know, we've had some amazing conversations about the future of sales development, but I think one of the pieces that really stands out about the Groove approach, and not to limit it, but is looking for some solutions for the AE. For the account executive, and a lot of times I found field sellers—they're either standoffish about using automation, or you know, it's sort of for the SDRs. How do you approach that from a philosophic perspective and a software perspective? Just love to understand more about Groove's approach.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the, the thing to remember with full cycle sellers is that prospecting is only a small piece of what they are asked to do in their role. In many cases. There's account executives and then there's full cycle sellers that also manage pre and post sales, but they're relationship-based sellers. That's that's number one. They're building a book of business over time based off of the you know strong relationships and trust that they have with their constituents. And while expanding that book of business is very important, in many cases, they're spending more time having nuanced, personalized one-to-one conversations instead of trying to send high volumes of email or, you know, run through calls, call lists like a call center in the hopes that somebody will bite. Right. So while it's still like a really important piece of functionality, we found that where, you know, where Groove is really different and what we were, were built to solve was the other 80% of the sales process. So how do, you, how do we empower reps to build stronger relationships, to have more impactful, personalized one-to-one engagements across multiple channels, and be able to manage that book of business, whether it's pre- or post-sales, at scale?
1: That's so insightful. So let's say that you have a full mid-funnel and a full pipeline, and you're in the closing motions, and you feel like you don't have time to use you know, a sales engagement platform. How do you bring reps around? And that's like a change management process. I've talked to even sales leaders who say, no, no, this technology sits under demand gen. Talk to the VP of marketing. This is an SDR team. I think you described it a little. And I, I know, not to ask you feature dump, but what does Groove do uniquely, like on a tactical level and a product level to allow someone who has so much on their plate, who is full cycle, to have certain features or certain elements to manage their workflows, omni-channel, I'd just love to hear more about it, more of the product vision.
2: So the, I'd say the primary difference is that we bring the CRM to the seller where they are already working. Okay. So they don't have to spend their day sitting in another platform and using that platform to essentially, you know, prospect. Um, we integrate seamlessly because we're native to Salesforce. We integrate and we only work with Salesforce. We integrate seamlessly with either Gmail or Microsoft Office 365, so they never have to leave the tools that they're already in every day. And we're able to automatically recognize contacts, opportunities, custom objects, custom fields, and integrate automation into their daily workflow without them having to change their behavior. And we do it in a really seamless, easy to use way. And so because of that, we're able, to, we're able to provide value to the AE that they immediately see and recognize. You know, there's an Omnibar that sits on the side of their inbox, and if, if they receive, they can customize what that looks like. So, for example, if you're working a post-sales account, you can see the you know, customer lifetime value and have you know, special links off to it, things that you might need to use in order to manage that account. As opposed, And if you're managing a, a pre-sales account or a hot lead, you're going to see something totally different. And that's configurable by role, by team, by division. It's extremely customizable and intuitive. So the rep only have what they need to be more effective at their job and and nothing else.
1: That's fantastic. I was actually, I was talking with uh, Mary Lou Tyler on one of these shows and she was talking about the importance of follow-up. And I'm thinking about, uh, you know, even as a VP or RVP, I've been full cycle, right? I Sometimes I can't track all my activities that I want to follow up with. I keep all these spreadsheets. I've got all this paraphernalia outside of the CRM. And so that's where it starts to become... You know, like I'm I'm using sequencers to land a meeting and like working closely with SDRs to get the meeting, but then there's no tech really once the deal's in my funnel. And so I would imagine I could automate some of this in Groove to help with my follow-up piece because that's those are the kind of sequences where I need to be the thinking like a drip marketer. Like they're in the mid funnel, they're not quite sure. You know, I'm ramped, I'm six months into the role, a year in the role, and I've got, you know, fifty to seventy-five accounts that I'm trying to strategically follow up with. It's a difficult organizational problem you know, and you don't have to have an answer for this, but is that the realm you're playing in solving some of those problems?
2: That's exactly right. We have powerful okay. automations that help solve that exact use case. These can be, accounts can be managed in the background while the rep is working, or, or at least the pieces that you can automate are happening in the background. So people, you know, you can uh, set up a flow where you're reaching out to people on s- certain cadences, or you can trigger off of a value in Salesforce. So Let's just say your marketing team has is you know, actively communicating with an account and something hits a certain threshold. That can automatically trigger some outreach from the employee without them having to even think about it. And then when if somebody responds, it's in your inbox and you can see everything that just happened in real time and have a more effective communication. We also, you mentioned how, you mentioned the shadow CRM concept, which is managing accounts and planning and collaborating in spreadsheets, which I think is a pretty common use case, totally. all of that information is lost, right? They call it shadow CRM because that information never gets into the CRM system. We've built, because we're native to Salesforce, this is unique to Groove, we've built a function called workspaces where AEs can collaborate with their SDRs or their account managers or marketing or their managers on account lists in real time. And they can assign tasks and pull in real-time like columns of Salesforce information to get a clear view of where accounts are in their funnel. They can assign Salesforce tasks from that view and understand if they were completed or not and when. And all of that information syncs bi-directionally with Salesforce in real-time. So it's a much more effective way to collaborate and all of the information ends up in Salesforce. So, so everybody has
1: access. I love that. So Full disclosure, like I actually started my journey in Yesware and then I upgraded to Groove.co, now Groove. So I became like a power user of that in Seattle, which is awesome. And I missed the opportunity to meet Chris Rothstein, but I since have over Zoom. That's very cool. Yeah, you just highlighted some really important things like getting the follow-ups right. One thing that I've always loved is the ability to track pixels. One of the myths that I'm hoping to chip away in this interview is that you can't use, you know... I want to get everybody's nomenclature right. Is it a flow in your system? We call
2: it a flow. Everyone has kind of a different name.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Either a (laughs) sequence,
2: or a flow, but it's all the same thing. It's a multi-step, multi-channel automation.
1: Yeah. So knowing where you are in that flow and designing the right flow and having like the pixel tracker and seeing who's opening things. One of the features I loved, I felt like I was a power user. I'd get to every day. I'd be like, look at Groove. Oh, seven open, six. I was watching it. And that thing was like mana from heaven. Because if that thing started to go six, seven times, like a fishing lure just starts bobbing. I'm like, I might get this deal. And it, and it worked even for accounts that were sitting three, four, five months in. And the thing just starts to open and open and open. And I'll call. And they're like, Yep, we're finally getting around to, you know, getting a proposal from you. And it was this cool thing. So I really like that feature as simple as that is.
2: That's exactly right. And you can also score, you can score contacts and prospects and then also roll that up to the account level. So you can understand who your hottest accounts are. And that'll actually show with a little icon in workspaces. If you're looking at your account list, you can automate actions. So you can prioritize who it is that you're supposed to reach out to that day based off of activity or any other parameters, honestly, that you set. Because every company in every industry and every workflow is different. We, our legacy and our heritage, it comes from Google. So our, our co-founders were managing sales teams at Google and they were ah. frustrated with their the fact that their account executives had to spend at least a third if not more of their time doing these menial tasks data entry like just so that you know they could re- report accurately and the business could have a clear picture of what the teams were doing and that's that's why groove was founded and invented and so it was it was founded to solve problems at google by google salespeople and because of that, it's the most, it's the best fit for large enterprises with complex customization needs or industry specific workflows. We also integrate, we integrate with all the Salesforce industry clouds. A lot of our customers are using us with Salesforce financial services cloud, which is basically a customized version of Salesforce that maps to the, the specific workflows of banks or credit card companies or mortgage lenders. Same with education. We have some fantastic educa- huge education clients. Um, that are using us and have to you has customized us across seventy five different Salesforce orgs because to you provides the the online learning programs for different universities, and USC is going to have a very different need than Harvard, and so they're all completely customized to the individual university. And Groove is deployed as one platform across all seventy five of those orgs.
1: I love it. I had so many questions happening so fast. I first of all i have a google pixel phone and i work out of gmail and i get my emails delivered and so i like that close in integration like and googliness of the ui ux right that whole sort of reducing the amount of clicks very you know rapidly moving interfaces again i use groove as my first sequencer so it's a little bit you know close to home for me <laughs> the big myth i see is that it's just not for the field and not for the ae and it has to be this mass blasting thing and there, there isn't time for it. And that's what I want to chip away on in this call, because I want to encourage all sellers to use automation because exactly what you said, like you could automate 70% of what a seller does. You can't automate this. You really, you got to go double down on talking to people and the discovery. And, and that, like you said, AEs and SDRs working together on the deal, working the funnel. So the more that groove can pick up the administrative pieces, it frees up your time to be strategic. Can you share like Roadmap or how you're carving out the niche even more with the competitors? It's sort of a four-horse race, right? It's Groove, Zant, Sales Loft, and Outreach. I always list them in different orders. I'm sort of playing Amelie here. I want to see them all, 75 of them duke it out, and it's good for the customer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, can you speak to Roadmap as, as kind of the marketing mind, or what can you share?
2: Well, the, the, the great thing about our platform is that what we've already built to date is inherently customizable because we have this fundamentally different architecture from other competitors. And so really our roadmap is more like from a product perspective, we're investing a little bit more in AI and automating the things that require massive data crunching, right? The the actions example that I just gave you is a recent release that, you know, being able to, to analyze all of the interactions in the data and, and surface up exactly like who the seller should focus on. But our roadmap is really more at this point focused on go to market because we believe that there's lots of greenfield in these industries with traditional, with custom work clothes and more traditional sellers that Groove is just a natural fit for. And I joined, Groove is a little late to the game when it you know, comes to marketing. Um, they, focused, they were a heavy engineering and sales company until I joined in January And there was definitely marketing, but it just wasn't a key focus for the company. And so now we're really investing in bringing Groove to market, helping to raise awareness who we are, how we're different, and how we can very easily and almost instantly plug in to these very complex workflows that have already been built. So these companies can leverage the work that they've already done and don't have to spend three to six months on a massive integration and implementation project. We just plug right in.
1: I love that. Well, I try to stay neutral and support everyone. I think I'm drinking out of a Zant cup, but I would <laughs> love some, I'd love some Groove swag. You know What it sounds like is there's a 75 Salesforce instance headache that's been totally customized for like dentistry, and you can go in, you're trying to get some automation, and rather than like recustomizing a whole system, this just kind of fits like a glove under their email, <laughs> under their CRM, under their existing workflows. Because of the smart engineering and and the APIs and the integrations, and because of some of the, like Google heritage of engineering. So that's what I've heard. Word on the street is engineering really good at Groove. And that's awesome. So I guess the question is, you know, there's only 2% of this market as is using SCPs at all. I mean, I think it's like six million sellers and two percent. It's only 15% of high growth companies that are really well adopted. How are you going to lead this as the marketing lead as far as the content enablement? How do we get people using all of these solutions and just help it jump the shark? Has has COVID been positive for that because more field sellers are inside? What has been the impact of, of COVID on the business and on this on the sector?
2: Quite honestly, it's been amazing. This is one of the silver linings of COVID. It's been COVID has been very, very disruptive to all industry, but for sales in particular as a function, sales was already kind of, I feel like COVID in general accelerated things that were already in motion. And sales was already one of those professions that was remote in a lot of cases, you know, field sales reps were spending most of their road warriors spending most of their time on the road in front of clients. Now they're not able to do that. And they need to rethink how to build stronger relationships and still be as effective at managing their book of business. And this is exactly where Groove comes in, right? Because we enable them to, to maintain those strong relationships digitally in a way that maybe they weren't open to doing before because the way that they were doing it was working well. And so uh, we're seeing a lot of more traditional companies embrace digital transformation at a rate that is has been very good for our business. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. So, yeah. talk to me about the champion because I have, I do have somewhat of an interest in helping to shepherd this category. It almost feels like back in the day with exact target and responses, and let's all do drip marketing and lead scoring, and the inbound things seem to crack open first. You had HubSpot, Marketo, Pardot, Salesforce. Is it, is it sales enablement that integrates this? Like, who becomes the groove champion? Like, in that instance of the 75 sales forces. Is it the IT pain that that solves in the evaluation? I'm just curious, like, how the change management of a company that doesn't understand automation to now we're going to use Groove. What is that journey like? Because I want to to help enable, you know, in either an interview and just as a category, encourage folks to try this or sitting on the fence. Like, we're not ready. That's too advanced. I mean, I think it's table stakes. I think you should be automating some piece of your outbound motions. I, I talk to companies later like, we haven't tried Outbound. That Like my head's going to... Right. Like, <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> I, you know, but so who do you see the most when the deals are you're getting done and the interest right now with an increase in funnel?
2: That's a great question. And it's totally different by industry. The buying committee is totally different by industry. Topo has done some really good research on this with high growth companies in particular, where I think they've simplified the buying committee. And instead of having all of these different stakeholders, they designate what's called a deputy to really run the, it's like a product manager almost to kind of run the evaluation and, and make, you know, gather stakeholder input, but make an informed decision, almost like a, a center of excellence. However, in financial services, which is another vertical where we're very strong, typically they'll designate a product owner. Like they'll say, this is an initiative for the company that we want to solve. And they have a product team that are specialized and work on different projects to, to do exactly that, to do this, you know, be this deputy. And that's what we've seen at um, great customers like Capital One, Enterprise Bank is another one, whereas that deputy is also a sales manager. Um, he's been managing salespeople forever and he sees the power that platform like Groove can provide to his reps and how it will dramatically accelerate their ability to build relationships and close revenue with everybody remote. So he's the one that's really driving adoption there. And then there's like education, I think is really interesting right now because everything's going online. So admissions teams, like the head of admissions is really interested in making sure that there's an operational way for them to manage and track high volumes of communications. Life sciences is another really interesting one where Mm -hmm. pharmaceutical reps, right? That are constantly on the road in doctor's offices need to somehow figure out how they're going to be able to manage those, those provider relationships. And we're seeing it across the board. But the buying centers are very different in every industry and the needs are very different in every industry, which is why we feel like this is Groove's time because we are so customizable and flexible and we can just fit. It not, the only requirement is that you're using Salesforce, but as long as you're using Salesforce, we can just slip right in and solve a lot of these challenges.
1: That's so wonderful. I I like that. That's like it reminds me of great marketing, which is almost like a guerrilla strategy, which it's like you kind of you work you kind of expand and augment. It's like a turbocharger, right? It's like you're you keep your systems in place and you bring Groove in and you gain this superpower. Quick question about the the flaw in all this is bad marketing, right? When sales teams get a hold of weaponized mechanized tech like they went from like 10 little templates a day and now they can do a hundred and at first it's like Aladdin's lamp they're like wait I can just send 300 emails a day and I'm gonna get I'm gonna crush my number and they send it all out and then it's just because it's not personalized or it's like some templates they found on (laughs) (laughs) besttemplates.com you know so Uh, how how do you educate (laughs) we get these all day I don't know what happened about two weeks ago I think someone figured out how to automate LinkedIn and I'm getting like five a day hi Justin comma and then if I hit accept and boom 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 then I get these like three other long emails and it's just, and there's nice people using the automation too. I go look at their profile and sometimes I like their service and I'll write back, I'll say, what is this automation? You know, so how do you educate the customer on how to responsibly use it? And what is the personalization capability within it? Is it custom fields? Like the whole personalization thing, i love your soundbite on that.
2: So that is, that is one area where I I would say we excel is personalization at scale. We have, it's kind of a stopgap, but it's like a token that will just pop. So like your ma- automation's going through, there's an area where you have to write a personalization and then the rest of it can be templated. So you can drop in like uh, snippets, right? Of whatever you need from your sales enablement platform or from, you know, standardized messaging. And then you can also personalize the outreach. So it automates small pieces of it, of the, the communication process without automating the entire thing and just sending out high volumes of the same thing. We also have something that some customers like and some customers don't. And I think that this, well, all of our customers like it because they're customers, but some prospects don't like it because they, for whatever reason, prefer to manage what the sales team is doing outside of the CRM system. Because we're native to Salesforce, you can't send an email or an automation through Groove without that contact being in the CRM system or that prospect being in the CRM system. And that's fantastic for industries that are more regulated or care very much about brand erosion and don't want their sellers spamming. They have like a no spam policy. Um, we're ideal for those companies because then it's centrally locked out. You know, the data source or the data data is everything that that company does is tracked through the CRM system. Um, yeah. So reps can still put new contacts into the, the you know, they can... Instantly add them from Zoom Info or whatever their data source, DNB, whatever their data source is, but they can only communicate with them if they're in the CRM system. And that solves a lot of these problems.
1: That um, helps with the shadow CRM. Now, I work for a company and I've been in these pirate ship startups. And it's like at a certain point, we had this really cool CEO and he's like, Well, here's your qualification and get a commission. It's in Salesforce. If it's not in Salesforce, you can close the deal, no commission. Next day, 100% Salesforce adoption. It was hilarious. You had to qualify for your commission, but it was like, Another thing is collisions because if people are working out of spreadsheets and all these d- different data providers, and they're all firing emails. And someone gets DNC'd off their own Gmail. Well, you can't see it in the Salesforce, or maybe something's living in a you know sales engagement platform and gets DNC'd, but it wasn't governed. They didn't have the cross connect, right? So it's great that you're syncing on that central record, and you know the status of that record and the tracker. I mean, that's all very good for collisions. because yeah. yeah. We're doing like big ticket at UAPI, for example, where we have a very small niche and an account manager may fire an email and I might and someone in Europe and like we wanna see all the, the touches because what we don't wanna do is take someone who's literally about to sign and then say, hey, have you heard of this retargeting? And it's just like, oh, they're already about to sign the deal, right? You have these these problems. So I think it solves that also. So we talked about personalization. We've talked about field AEs. My question is, do you think that sales development could be fully automated?
2: I don't think it ever should be fully automated. I, so Groove, Groove fundamentally believes in the power of the seller. Yeah. And I, we, don't, we are not working towards... A, we're, all of the AI that we build is designed to empower the seller to build more effective relationships. Right. We never want to replace the seller. We just don't think that that's A, possible or be effective. It or see ethical and the right thing to do. We we believe in arming sellers with what we like to call the Iron Man suit. Yeah, um, so it is Tony Stark with kind of augmented reality that turns him into a superhero. That is that is what Groove strives to build, and you know, hopefully, some will say has. But we do not believe in automating sales reps out of a job.
1: I'm just beaming with pride because that's the thesis of my book too. As you know, I, you know, helped invest quite a bit into trying to do that a few years ago. And and we were savvy too. It's always hum- humans and machines together. But I like that because I actually think that because software is eating so many different verticals like you described, life science and education and the pandemic is just pushing it faster, right? Satya Nadella 2 years of digital transformation in 2 months. That we're going to see more and more need for quality SDRs and quality you know, ways. To... More
2: relationships, like especially during the time of COVID, people are craving for relationships, right? They're, they're yeah. craving to reach out and touch somebody, like <laughs> have a meaningful connection outside of their family that they've been locked up with for so many <laughs> times.
1: <laughs> it's so true. I've gone, gone to so many different happy hours and I also have seen this weird phenomenon of people sitting on the meeting like past the hour You're like, you have to go anywhere, and everyone's talking. Like, this meeting is going 90 minutes because people are just dying to talk to each other. We're social creatures, so okay, cool. So, Groove Stances, Jarvis Iron Man suit, that's awesome. I would imagine you have good integrations, or the integrations on the data side comes through a Salesforce integration, and that reintegrates into Groove. You touch on data elements. Do you integrate well with things like Gong and Chorus? How do you touch other elements of the stack? Would be a, a good yeah, so,
2: um, so we integrate, we do have our conversational intelligence partners of choice are Gong Chorus and Avoma. So we integrate with all of those. The The data sources, because of, because of what I explained before, where everything needs to be in the CRM in order for Groove to access it, we can, the rep can update information from Groove and push that into the CRM, um, or you can, we can automate, we can automate data refreshes you know, through the system so that it automatically like refreshes and then repopulates and Groove, but it does all have to go through the CRM system and that's by choice. That's by design and because we believe that that's safest for the company and ultimately safest for the brand and safest for applying with, like you were saying, all the global privacy regulations, etc., you just don't want reps doing their own thing with PII outside of the system. And in terms of other integration, so we do, the the great thing about Grave is because we're native to Salesforce, you can integrate with the, I think it's 3,700 different apps on the AppExchange. So you really have a future-proof system where you can integrate with literally anything that Salesforce integrates with. And we're able to trigger off of anything that happens in any of those processes. So it could be you know Zawara for billing, or it could be you know Marketo for marketing automation. It could it could literally be anything that integrates with Salesforce. You can integrate with Groove, and it automatically just works.
1: Awesome. So I appreciate this because people are really looking for the nuances, especially in the four major players. They want to know why to go with which, and so I think you've done a great job highlighting that today. And thank you. Just to close, as a marketer, someone that's inspired, what's your favorite marketing quote or idea? Or book, what's something that inspires you and in your vision?
2: You know, I'm, this is kind of old school, but I'm a really big fan of Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends oh, yeah. with People. I think being able to recognize something that's, and this speaks also, I think, to the value of Groove, but being able to recognize something, something that's not obvious, that not everybody sees, that's very real and very meaningful about the person can go a long way towards building a really solid long-term relationship.
1: That is Man. an awesome quote. That's also true for hyper-personalization. Find something out about them that's special to them. Aaron Ross calls it a unique genius. So thanks for the quote. Awesome uh, episode. Excited to see what Groove will do next. Excited to watch the the sequ- you know the sequencer wars, the sales engagement. You know, get some George Lucas quote in here. <laughs> but thank you for your time today. Okay. Um, yeah, that was awesome.
2: Thank you, Justin.